episode 146 coming at you on a Friday of Tactical Crouch Kick Tripod here with Yiska and Volamel. Is that are those new headphones, Yiska? No. Not those those for a while. Cool. I think I asked the same thing last show. I don't really pay attention during the intros. That's fair. Just like most of our viewers. Give me timestamps, they say. Give me timestamps. Is it the lighting? <laughs> I think what was true. Why? Cause I, cause I, I very vividly remember like coming to that same conclusion, like, oh, I've never noticed those headphones. Like, are those new? Well, he got like, them relatively. Really yeah, it's like four weeks ago, five weeks. Oh, okay. Huh. Well, I also I'm realized I'm if I wear them for too long, trouble. I go. get uh, headaches. So sometimes I switch them out for Aeneas. Oh really? Well, you get headaches mm -hmm. from these. Yeah. I'm the other Squeezing way around. Hmm. I'm like, uh, I'm waiting. So wide, wide face. My day to day, like my day to day headphones are my, my AirPods pro because they're like mm. wireless and super convenient, but I don't really love in ears, but the microphone is so good on them compared to any other pair of wireless head headphones that I really can't like mm. use anything less, even though I think that there's probably some more comfortable ones out there, especially on the over ear ones. Apple's rumored right. to come out with the AirPods Studios, which are going to be like their wireless version of you know something like this. Presumably, the uh, the microphone array is going to be amazing. They're going to be an unstoppable force, basically. So I'm really excited about it. Yep. Great. You guys are super talkative <laughs> today. I love it. I love it. I don't you, know what to talk guys, about with you headphones. Guys, it's, you it's guys really know like, how to keep the conversation. is just like... Podcasts are like improv, for. though. When you are prompted with something, whether you know about it or not, you just continue. You just go with the flow. You just go with it. Right. You know who wears headphones? Our patron producers. Wow. Back to you, John. I have to... <laughs> Just totally navigate away from what I wanted to talk about today. But okay, big thank you to our patron producers. By the way, if you like the show, want to support, go to patreon.com slash tactical crouch uh, or leave a sub right here, just like Alex Rad and uh, Morai OW have. And uh, become a patron producer if you want as well. Go to patreon.com slash tactical crouch, refine bean for Dino Pin, Battle Crab, Kuchikopi, Lotion, Rex Zane, Audio Compass, Kasha 67, Shara Picasso, Nathan Your Misery, Hunter Tane, Fable Steven, Roger B. Owen, Chris R3444, Horbjorn. I listen to this podcast whilst in the toilet and the shower thinking of Yiska and Peace Camper. Bro, we're about there. Yep. I'd say so. Starting to, feels, not, feels like starting to not hear it any other way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> podcasts are better than improv because I don't hate podcasts. If you want to do something that everybody would hate, do improv in acapella. That's what you do, I think. What? What is that? Right? Because people hate acapella and people hate improv. People hate acapella? I mean, like, the... the That's the joke? The, the, the generalization, right? Oh. Uh, right. I thought you were going to say, right. like, a... 
Akaprov. And a podcast would probably be a good one after that. Uh, um, Katie's taking true, a, true. a birthday phone call right now. So, oh, happy birthday! We'll we'll allow it. We'll allow we'll it allow today. It. We will. Uh, okay. Anyways, how much time did we waste on that? Four minutes. Oh, we're fine. Let's talk about uh, the stuff. Do we? Do we have to talk about Gauntlet? I think it's worth mentioning. Yeah, it's happening. Okay. Because it kind of feeds into the offseason. Because if we think about it, and John, you can fill them in on the details uh, a little bit later, but the, in essence, the fact that we have a gauntlet does um, sort of lend itself to almost what the World Cup was in some instances, even though it feels a little bit late, because like... I think a lot of the roster decisions will already be made, but like to fill up maybe to and see the uh, the respective talent uh, exhibited will be fun. And then, um, like if you think about it, for instance, I remember was it 2019 where Fuge, uh, sorry, Uprising had already signed a couple of guys. I think it was Fusions, right? Oh, must have been 18, where. They had already signed fusions, and then he popped off in World Cup. I think something like that was was the case. I think we'll also see in in essence, like if you have a a team that scouts tier two or tier three talent, as can now also be part of the uh, gauntlet, mm-hmm. then um, and they then pop off after like they've already been signed. That's mm-hmm. sort of like a um, a way to tell that. An organization is doing its homework, right? So, in that essence, it's exciting. Of course, there are some limitations to what we're able to do, um, but yeah, overall, like I love that we have some off-season content, especially because it supports uh, tier two. Uh, Bench does make so. There's a good question. It's like I hope pros mm-hmm. don't jump to T two teams just to play, uh, but Bench did offer a clarification that if they're under contract and not on a two way, they won't be able to play. Uh, -hmm. free agency is obviously a different thing. So team players who aren't signed when gauntlet happens, but are signed afterwards, I guess, but I don't know. We'll see at the same time that also would overwatch league players playing in tier two or former overwatch league players playing in tier two is probably one of the better marketing you kind of want that to happen for uh tier two overwatch there's a lot of viewership draw there so the question is you know what do you want out of tier two if you want viewership i think that that's ultimately really good i think if you want to see how good the tier two scene is and being overwatch league level i think that that's also probably a great instance as well i mean obviously you don't just want like half the former shock team and half the former fusion team and a couple people from NYXL hopping in, you know, and then just like blowing up contenders. But, you know, teams having a couple of overwatch league players or former overwatch league players, like is, is a good thing. Uh, right. That's it. So yeah. Yeah. And I think, yeah. I think, I think there's only some really extenuating circumstances in which it could be a bad thing. I don't think I would recommend worrying too much about those because yeah, no. they're super unlikely. Now, what's also exciting is that I think 
Gauntlet starts on the 28th of November. And if Sounded no... like a question. <laughs> is that a question? Yeah, I think it is one region that starts then. I think that might actually be North America and Europe, which makes it more exciting because, as we just talked about, you cannot play there unless uh, you're not signed to an Overwatch League team, which implicitly means, for instance, we probably shouldn't expect the entirety of British Hurricane to play in that tournament, right? We probably shouldn't expect like the Contenders Korea teams that we know and are good to show up in those lineups. So we almost have like a hard limit by which we will by inference be able to or by omittance, so to speak, by their them not showing up, be able to tell who has been signed, I suppose. Mm. Which yeah, is kind sometime. of unfortunate too, right? Like you kind of I, I in a perfect world, I'd love for this to kind of be placed well in a ways outside of like the signing range so that doesn't happen and you do get like a genuine competition to watch and it isn't just like oh well this team can show up but they don't have this player and this player because you know eyes emoji sloth emoji whatever whatever right i i it, it feels jarring in that sense it also is like i'm interested to see or at least hear some some feedback on the different like additions to the tournament because it's not just like every region's the same north america has some sort of 256 right. team open bracket which best of luck trying to get that done um south america has a dual tournament format best of three matches top three advance um asia has its own thing like is it how do we feel on each region having its own like makes sense iteration of the tournament does it make sense yeah because like different uh regions are in di different stages in terms of the development as well as uh yeah. stages of the pandemic or uh proximity by which uh ping is playable right so um I mean, the, does ping matter on having an open qualifier versus like a round robin tournament format? Like, I don't know. I mean, by having a wider region of more players, that means you can support 265, uh, yeah. uh, 256 teams, which is probably not going to happen in smaller regions, right? For sure. I, I mean, yeah, I, I, I think I get where you're coming from. It's just like, I don't know. Do you do you really expect? I mean, maybe it's better, more of a draw. I don't know. It just seems really. I'll, I'll straight up tell not you. Clear on why they're doing that. Do you remember? Do you remember what? How we got this composition that we played throughout season two? Yes. Yes. So having those barriers lowered, and let's be honest, a lot of these open qualifier teams will just be. Uh, contenders teams that haven't f managed to qualify through contenders. Sure, of course. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right? That's very likely. But mm -hmm. the fact that that doesn't have to be the case is kind of sweet. And you have a lot of uh, owl talent already going down. You see, like, players in advance because apparently, like, probably either they knew about what the gauntlet was going to be or they heard the news that it was going to be worth 
mm-hmm. uh, teaming up and becoming yeah. a, like something playable for this sure. was going to be all, valuable. All valuable points. I agree. It, it, do we need 256 barriers dropped though? I feel I mean, like this is going to catch more like flack because of like the inherent difficulties of putting on a 256 team tournament open qualifier. Then it is going to be like to allow more people to get through. Like, I agree. There's probably teams yeah, that could compete. Heavy, it's yeah. it's two two fifty six as a number is maybe big for my estimation, but uh, I don't know. I'm 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 super jazzed about open qualifiers. I think that's like something that esports does really cool and, and is fun kind of to pepper in because you do get those storylines you do get those teams like you're saying with goats and you know some of these underdog teams that might get some all talent injections um and you know could make a run that's super exciting but are we gonna get 256 of them i don't know and i know i'm harping on specifically a number but it's just like that's a lot i don't want to hear i don't want to hear numbers right now if i'm being honest selection (laughs) this election week you're like 256 it was like for who 14 more for who all right yeah anyways good things we'll hopefully get some content i like the logo this year coming out it's nice it's a little chunky for me but not that anyone cares (laughs) actually no i don't like the gauntlet logo this year or if it is the same logo i don't like it fair enough huh yeah, actually, I really dislike it now that I'm looking at it. I like the gauntlet part of it. All right, anyways. Jesus Christ. Dude, every um, time I see a logo now these days, every time I have to, like, look at it. It's like Yiska every time he sees an Aesop fable. has to be like... This, this man cares about this? graphics and his esports probably as well. What? Do you... Do you care about the aesthetics how how an esports looks and don't just conceive of whatever you're watching as geometric spheres bumping into each other overwatch on high or epic what and aesthetics don't matter to your life start uploading yourself immediately (laughs) screw logos screw beauty weren't you just talking about improv yeah but his one improv skill is looking weirdly at, it, at the camera, so he, he's already improvising. <laughs> I like I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's like yes, all that matters. Of course, it matters. Yeah, it doesn't. No, it does. <laughs> I know you think so. I know so. Right. Right. Here we are, chat. Until we upload. Okay, keep going. Uh, keep it going. Keep right. going. Keep going. Big thanks to our patron producers, Refined Bean for D- <laughs> That's what that's what Joe did to get out of the last improv. Right. Just started, true, true. Just started naming patron producers. That's what we should do. Instead of using the bleep button, what we should do is set up a button that's a random patron producer. That's and so every time idea. you're about to swear, you're like, oh, what the fabled Steven. Yep. I like that. Yeah, that'd be great. That's actually a genius idea. Do you think that would increase the amount of uh, patrons we ha- have? Would have? 
We're about to find out. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, all right. Here we go. Here we go. This is what everybody really cares about. Um, let's talk about the Philadelphia Fusion, shall we? Oh, let's go. See that? Some some topics just don't need a segue because you just like just talk about it. Uh, big one here, and we talked about. So we talked quite a bit about NYXL on Wednesday. Wednesday? Monday? Monday. Monday. We talked a bit about NYXL on Monday. Uh, I rightfully. You know, said like Sabiobi, sure. Uh, Jonak, sure. Everybody else, I don't really care. Mono, I don't think you need him. And we have now uh, seen that NYXL feels the same way. And Mono is now a, a Fugii. What's the uh, plural ver version of fusion? Is fusion the plural right, version? Fugiori. Fusioni. That actually, I'm pretty sure, is one of the mob families in The Godfather. <laughs> Fusioni. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, fits. <laughs> it does. Uh, Fusioni, uh, mono. And Sato is rumored right now, bear in mind, rumored to, to be staying here. But. Um, is Mono the main tank? Like, can Fusion excel, Sior, <laughs> improve uh, with Sato out and Mono in? Is, is, that, is that an upgrade? Um, no. And I don't think that if they... Like, that's the one blemish I, I feel in that, this roster right now is that I feel if you if you don't want to double up the one role where you probably need to is tank because like if you look at the top teams last season then they always had like double main tanks in those positions shock rotated shanghai rotated um who else uh, i guess paris sometimes did i i guess um very yeah, I, I mean, eh. I'm not sure how much Florida did, but like, um, or like how it how often it was possible to play off uh, two off tanks is hard to aggregate that. But I think mm -hmm. in general you kind of want two uh, tanks. It, it just doesn't strike me that these that this current, um, like Sado and Mano, it do, it it doesn't feel like that these would be either additive or the type of caliber of players that you want to share time with. So usually it's like one definitive starter, world-class, just like nuts player, and then a specialist dude that just like um, covers the role, right? Are there, I think that... Do you feel like there's any exceptions to that? Um... If you think Super is different, he isn't. Uh, oh, by the way, I, I totally I, I totally lied about it. So Sato is not rumored to be staying with Philly. I requested in the spreadsheet that we um put players who still have their options open but haven't been right. exercised one way or another 
uh, differently, and they they are classified in close to the same color as what rumors were. So that was my bad. Uh, totally my also, bad, one hundred percent. So Sato and Poco both don't have their uh, options exercised, but still could be there. We don't know if Sato is planned to stay there or not. I'll also straight up tell you my juiceless impression of this is that it's I I don't see him staying. Yeah. Uh, Neither do I. Based on that. Like, I feel like Sado is a high enough caliber tank that you don't want to split time with Mano. Um, I also... Mano is a weird choice, but maybe that's a 9k pick where he thinks like he can uh, bring him back to like the monstrous, clearly best main tank play in the world uh, mm. type can, of level again. So, Can I just... Here's here's the story that's a little bit confusing to me on Sato. So rewind one year. Christopher's on the show. Okay. Uh, we're asking about Sato. Why is he still here? You're making this awesome caliber team. Right. And he stands by his players and said, every single one, or close to every single one, or multiple players, I don't want to put that exact <laughs> amount of words, stayed and, and wanted to play with Sato. Right. Like they wanted yeah. to play with Sato. Sato has an awesome year. And then Philly or Sato <laughs> goes. That's uh, yeah. That's 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 a See ya. that's exactly what I was thinking when I first heard of this move. Um, like that's exactly the the path um, that the mind travels to. I think that isn't necessarily a discreditation of uh, Sato's skill or of the vision that the team had. I just think that new head coaching brings about new um, ideas or approaches. And I don't think that's necessarily any qualitative statement in that by just signing someone else. And what I will say is, I don't see how Mano is the piece that fits into the scene. Yeah. But well, and bear in mind, Ivy, EQO, Fury, um, all gone from that too. So there are players who you know could have been the ones who are really excited to play with Sato, who also are no longer with the team either. So, right. um, but yeah, Mono is like I, I think from name recognition, I think people get really excited and think that that's the way to go. Oh, but, for sure. Um, I think right. as far as performance goes, like there's, I don't know, like Sato. My complaints weren't with Sato with Philadelphia Fusion last year. Not that no. he played perfectly or anything, but I didn't, I didn't go, ooh, get rid of Sato. How about yeah. Mono? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, it is a little bizarre. I think if there are any dissenting voices with Mono, it comes from New York's a little bizarre stint with trying to be a little bit more aggressive last season. Um, which put him on the receiving end of a lot of first deaths, um, which obviously, again, you kind of have to take and give main tanks in particular the benefit of the doubt. Um, I, 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 I agree that Bono is not the name that you'd think the Philadelphia fusion, you know, this new T1 kind of era going after all these big names. Like, obviously, Mono is a big name. You can't take that away from him, but. If there was ever a home for somebody like Mag, who's like the hottest free agent on the market, I assumed he was going to Philly. Mm -hmm. Or they were going to try and make a play for Super, but Mono, Mono feels, it, it'd be interesting. 
It'd be interesting. It feels like a like a, a last year's fuel signing where it's like let's just go for name recognition. Like let's just get people familiar. Like you know the yeah. name. Let's go. Like former envy. Let's go. Uh, not not as much, but yeah, there's definitely something to that. I I think Mono's probably still up there in terms of main tanks, but. This is going to be a lot of a lot of gelling this team has to do. I will say, if this team can get it right, I you, I uh, think that's also team this team is more in flux um, and will need more changes than uh, probably is currently um, being perceived. Like mm. we still don't have a flex CPS um, for sure. I don't well. think it necessarily means that you resign a player that you necessarily will keep keep him. Um, they might still have chips, huh? <laughs> yeah. No, no, yeah, they they kind of parted ways. Uh, I think the Fury situation is still not under uh, wraps, as far as I know, right? Like they haven't resigned him, did they? Who? No, oh, he's a free Fury. Agent. Fury. Yeah. Fury still still That's listed a as free mark. agent. Yep. Yeah. I will so, say. I still have high confidence uh, in based on what I heard about this team and which direction it's going. I, I think it's currently for me, Philly has won the offseason. Yeah. They're definitely leading it with getting somebody like Mono, getting somebody like 9K that definitely has to swing yep. your, your praise 100%. Um, I also kind of want to fight the, this narrative that if they don't somehow resign one of their obviously good flex tanks they're somehow throwing. There's other flex tanks they could be purchasing. There could there's others. There's there's so many other options there that we can't just like narrow in on like, oh my god, Fury is good. Poco is good. If they don't resign them, then we're done. It's like that's so short sighted. That's not how this works. Philly is doing good things. Let them continue to do good things before we jump down their throats right so yeah this i don't know like i feel like they need they probably need like th two or three more players and then it's truly scary uh what they can do next year um you don't think it's truly scary right now not without a flex step yes well okay sure right? if you even if you, you put in like Mano. If you put in just like bare average nine cad coach, you right. have alarm, you have funny Astro, you have Carpe, you have all of these players that you know that already is a is a semblance or a sign of strength. No, is that not like something that kind of sets you up sure. for success? Sure, I, I think now that I think about it, I think they will in total need four more signings in order for me to say okay. They, this is they will will be the most likely to win the next season. They will need two flex DPS. They will need another tank. Okay. The, I I just assume that the um and you're speaking specifically Fury main is tank, right? signed. Yes. Okay. And they will need probably another flex uh, uh support. flex support just to cover. Yeah, uh, if you're going like full on like stupid team. By stupid, I mean like good stupid, like super stupid mm -hmm. team. Yeah. Um, yeah, but 
Do you see that happening though? That's a whole lot of money. And T1 and Philly don't mess around when they sign players. They're not like, oh, we'll just, you know. And do we you don't think have the, like the teams that are above Philly or were above Philly have made improvements? Like Shanghai. Like no, I, I don't shock. think any t- of these teams like, will this, become this better. This is like a bronze. Yeah. Like for me, Philly right now is a bronze medal team. I think if I'm just looking at it and trying to parse out how I think I'll do, I think they're a bronze medal team. I think that they're a top three team in the league. I really do. Yeah. Uh, but I can't say confidently. Like outside, I think Shock are probably still just the best. But you know, like Shanghai is that. Silver is are they gold? Are they where are they in that? I think that there's you know, what are we gonna see from the fuel organization on that? Because they're putting together a really stupid, crazy, scary roster. Maybe that's where we're heading next. But I think there's like, yeah, I agree. Philly definitely from the outset, and we have to see what Shock are doing, we have to see what Shanghai are doing. On the outset, Philly kind of is still maintaining that pace where it's like the shock. We'll see what happens with them, but they should be holding their position. Shanghai, much in the same way domestically. Philly I think still they, yeah. should be. I think there's a few uh, outstanding team. teams that have the ability to reasonably create a roster better than this one. Yep. I just like can't speak specifically to who they are yet. Just gotta could see. Could be Shock. Right? Could be Shanghai. Could be Seoul. Uh, could be Dallas. Yeah. I'll say this, the moves that are coming coming through for Fusion make it a challenge for the other ones. Um, it also would make a lot of sense seeing how it is. So, so you're saying Philly is making more high quality yeah. moves. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Nuts. Improv me for a second. Make up who that might be. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what does yeah, their name no. sound like? No, Philly, Philly looks really good. I, I'm a little interested to see how far Mono goes. I'd love to see Sato stay, but I really don't see that happening. I, I'm, I'd, I'd be hard-pressed to think that Philly is really going to build out like a 12-man roster in the age of COVID right now. So, yeah. What if uh, Philly threw, like, I mean, Rascal? Would be insane. Nero? Nice. Yeah, I mean, Philly's the one kind of blank check owning team that might be able to do. That's also the thing with Nice, right? Like you kind of think that that is the boy that they're eventually going to call up. Um, You'd hope so. Yeah, we'll 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 see. I think that's a that's a good like backup player, Um, Mm -hmm. similar to what Hisu was. I don't think he's like the type of just like play all season alarm type of superstar, but yep. uh, still a really solid whole grown, grown, grown talent. Maybe, maybe he's too good and they, they don't think uh, that can work. Uh, and they, maybe he's too, oh, too good to like play under the bench. Yeah, maybe the, actually get yeah. Okay. Like if, if someone gives you X amount of money for a player, you, you are unlikely to play for the rest of the season. You might as then well. you might as well sell them, right? And also sort of implicitly help the player with that, have a more happy, like probably will earn more, probably would get to play more. That's what the players want, right? So mm-hmm. in those situations, it just makes sense, even though it's painful because they've, of course, been uh, with this kid for two, three years or something. 
For sure. So who is it? Philly. <laughs> yeah, they're not getting that out of me. Yeah. All right. Uh, Mono and Mecco. Back at it. There you go. Um, okay. Do you want to touch on the fuel? We probably should talk about the fuel, shouldn't we? Yeah. The Dallas Mystic. Oh, Dallas now. Uh, Dallas, as of, I don't know, felt like a week ago. Uh, was stripped down to just Doha, right? Mm. Everybody else, um, as far as we know, gone. We've got some signings in now. Dallas has signed Sparkle, Hanbin, Fielder, and Rappel. And I believe, That's... and here's the thing, there is a rumor out there saying Fearless. Yeah, I'm slowly kind of falling in love with this team. I'm not going to lie. Slowly but surely. I I like Element Mystic, and I think that's something that the community is definitely latching onto. Um, I'd be kind of impressed if Dallas didn't try to like capitalize on that in some way. Um, even if they like touched on it in like just social media or just like did some like funny t-shirt that kind of like resembles or like has some sort of like yellow tint to it. I think that'd be kind of cool, but having the coaching staff that brought element mystic so much success, having the players, the core while they haven't finished the roster building process. I really think that this is going to be the, the, the turnaround season I've, I've been hesitant to say that in the past, even so much as like looking at last year and saying, oh, well, they have like these weapons, like they may be able to make like a stab at top 10. This season might be different. We have to kind of see how everybody else f- like filters out. But. This is these are big moves. This this is this is Dallas 2.0. Genuinely. I think this comes with its own pre-built like culture, and I think that's been a big. Um, part of Dallas that's been left wanting is just like this constant flux of players coming and going every season. I don't see that happening this season, at least not on the outside. Um, These are players that have played together with a coaching staff that's worked with them. I I truly do not see too much problems with this. So, Yeah, I think. Sorry, I was just going to say Hastro did tweet out on November 5th. So just yesterday says, I've been staying awake into the morning hours every night for the past three weeks to make sure the Dallas Fuel is a top-table team next season. Nothing is guaranteed, but I feel good about the roster we're bringing together for Rush. Yep. So. I, I, I really do believe that. It's so sad because why would you I need think to stay up pieces, until but... the late hours unless you were signing Korean players? Right. I mean, of course. Um, I think, like, the one thing that also... I, I did an interview with Brenda Sue, newly appointed general manager of the uh, mm. Los Angeles Gladiators. And one thing I took away from that um, interview is the importance of having a solid support cast surrounding great players. Because, mm-hmm. like, players in, in some areas are 
not as advanced as maybe people people in their age bracket would usually be just because they of course sacrifice some of those areas you want to take care of that for them right you want to erase obstacles not just for the players but also for the coaches mm -hmm. you don't want them to worry about anything you don't want them to spend any time on doing certain things that um that might some teams might want them to do. I will say Dallas is already kind of nicely set up with their office and whatnot. And of course, we will have to see if these are usable till then. I, I think that at least will probably be the case. Um, and otherwise, you just need to clear obstacles. Yeah, you can't still lose by, I don't know, having like visa issues, for instance, that oh, for sure. honestly yeah. is still a big concern for every team, even uh, if done uh, everything correctly and everything, right? Um, you can lose on logistics. Um, mm -hmm. You can lose on, I mean, we saw it with Vancouver not providing great living quarters. There's way to lose this still, right? Like you, you, yeah. you are out of the blocks in this offseason. Like the improvement of this team is unrivaled um like that that's some shanghai stuff right basically it feels like so, a shanghai kind of move right so like don't fall on the finish line basically it's, it's yep. a, a thing right and if there's a team that needs to kind of get their get their stuff together in a way and and is willing to kind of put forth the effort and the money and the investment to do so it feels like it should be dallas right with all of like the the glowing praise that hastro gets and how he treats the players and runs his companies this this feels like a good move with him i i it, if memory serves me did he not kind of step down to be a little bit more active with the teams right, right? right yeah. this feels like a, a direct sign that you know his hand is Right. working and fixing this stuff up yeah i'm really really bullish on this team yeah, yeah i mean I granted they're, they've they've jumped out early they've cut everybody they're rebuilding they're signing cores like there's a lot to be bullish on but yeah sets them i up think for success i think like the skepticism that I'm, is more a general skepticism because i also oh, do do believe like astra has the accolades uh, across his organization's career like i think 2016 they were the greatest esports organization in terms of like having champions across so many different titles mm. um generally in other esports they're doing very well also i don't think that um necessarily how how the first three seasons for the overwatch league went for them were just like mistakes upon mistakes upon mistakes they just made a couple of very grave ones and also, let's be honest, we would have all run into that uh, season one. Like we were all predicting them to be one of the best teams in the Overwatch League, as as we did with Soul Dynasty. Yeah. We we just didn't calibrate that this the the change of the competitive format. That wasn't and... the only thing. Like I mean, there was there was a lot of managerial missteps by Dallas in season one. Right. That's why yeah, Kai I mean, Kai sure. got sure. thrown sure. out. Like Fair. literally, yeah. Literally got Napoleon onto Fair. an island somewhere. I don't right. even know where he is anymore. But yes, largely I agree with you, but I I think I, I I mean I I don't know. I think would you guys agree that the season one and probably at, at least the season one Dallas Fuel it, it's not it wasn't just like 
oh, they were worse than we thought they were. Like, they underperformed. The organization, though, was the root of a lot of that underperformance. And Hastro has... You could say a lot of yeah. things about Hastro, but as far as keeping the same formula, he hasn't done. He's changed a ton for that fuel he organization. Did. Yep, He did. And I will also say, if you look at the mistakes that they did as an organization, it's like understandable in essence because okay here's the yeah. thing like look let's look at the mistakes that they made one mistake was for instance uh just like the destabilizing factor of maybe having the xqc rounds right like sure. but they also gave him repeated chances as you probably should in that specific instance right mm, uh, sure. on the first infliction to be fair um they trusted long-standing members that brought them multiple championships including the first ever uh like american or slash european uh, esports team yeah. winning in the um in North, uh, south korea in a in a in a reputable league mm -hmm. and like even if you see differences coming and even if you have the experience from other esports knowing that for instance let's say the moscow five thing that we keep referencing where like a team might be very good in a loose tournament structure or short little tournaments they might not be in a in a season-long tournaments that requires incremental improvements even if you see that do you really abandon your legacy you probably don't right the, the grave mistakes we can talk about is opting into long contracts at the end of season one. I think I that's think definitely one of them. Right. I, I, I think there is a track record to kind of show that Dal one of Dallas's big missteps within these last three seasons has been this weird assumption that you can just plug in players and they'll work. You look at Rascal, effect to a degree... It, it didn't seem like that was always going to be a successful thing. You, everybody knew that effect had talent. Everybody knew that effect was a good player. Was this going to be his forever home? Was this going to be like a long-term fit? Hard to tell. It, it's but, definitely suspect. I'd say here's, here's the thing where I sympathize with, with people and maybe that's a personal sure. bias, but I feel like if you're giving more chances than you to people, than you should have given, that's a much preferable trait than giving 100%. too few uh, chances that you should have given someone, right? Yep. So, um, sure. I think in essence, this, this is a company policy that in, in many, or like a moral guideline that felt like came from leadership mm -hmm. that sadly bit them uh, several, on several sure. occasions. And I think that is... Like, if I'm a fan of the Dallas Fuel, that's not something that I should be overly accept, um, upset about. Um, and that's that in, in like that very thing is probably not the thing that you should be mad at. No, I agree. I also kind of, in a way, I wonder how somebody from like their management would take that being said to them, if that makes sense. Or it's just like, are, should we do we want to be known for being the nice guys like uh, it's the probably something third chances yeah it, it feels they are, they are but is that something that they want is that like of course you want to treat people with respect and you know try to help them find their new homes and whatnot and that's all co very commendable but is that going to pay the bills is that going to you know do what needs to be done for this team to, if they, to see them succeed. If they would communicate it like Yeska just communicated, yes. Sure. 
And there have been, you know, instances where that kind of falls through for whatever reason. Um, I, I, you know, to be completely transparent there, I look at like how decay was handled again, SC situation. I get it. Tensions high. I look Is that at how different? Rap- then, like, I feel like DK was giving way more chances than he would have got, I agree. gotten at other teams. I agree. I think you- just the, the exit strategy was where I was like, oh, that feels a little pointed. Oh, that feels a little weird. I go back to Rascal in the same light where it's just like, yeah, I'm sure it wasn't the best situation. Maybe he was given multiple chances. Just how it was handled on the way out maybe could turn people's attention away from all of these, like, assumed extra chances because that what they see in the public's eye is so like pointed and like ah dang we're letting you go effective immediately you know all of these kind of like very weird words because we know that they do get a lot of chances we know that they want to help these players but then the public sees pointed statements and kind of harsh language and i think that paints them in in a different light than what i think we know the dallas field to be so, well, and that's, and that's kind of the weird thing, right? Is that there's, there's a public perception and a private conversation going on with yeah. all, almost all of these things. Even Dream has said, or sorry, not Dream, Bench uh, said, uh, good players want to play for Dallas every year. And since season one, stage two, I genuinely believe that. I think that, mm-hmm. um, yeah. you know, there's... Um, there's, uh, how do you say it? There's, uh, there's this perception as, as fans. And and again, if you don't give your fan base or not even your fan base, just give, uh, overwatch league spectators Mm -hmm. access to, um, information they're forced to draw their own conclusions in a perfect world you could say they if they don't have enough information they don't draw conclusions that would be ideal right uh but instead uh it's you draw the conclusion you can with the information you have dallas has and i think that if if i would fault hastro for one thing it's that his transparency hasn't been consistent enough and on the in the right mediums i also say like he he takes a lot of abuse probably for too long and then he has that bubble up and when he actually interacts with the public it always comes off as if he's the bad guy when he really really should be totally agree and that's why i mentioned the timing of it it's just like there's there's this kind of I, I don't blame Hastro at all because as long as he's doing his job, getting the job done on his side, mm-hmm. like it doesn't matter what uh, Joe Esports like thinks about w- w- the decisions that he's making. In fact, mm-hmm. it, it, there's arguments that you know that perception just gets hurt anyway. So shut up and just you know run the business and let people keep buying those XQC jerseys. <laughs> but there's um. Like, you know, I, I would like to see more of that from him. I think that I would like to see, because I, I do think that Hastro does model a really strong GM mm. um, in the league. And I think that 
he's gotten a, an, an unfair shake in some circumstances. I think some of it was out of his control, but there was also some stuff too where I was just like, why didn't she say this three years ago? Why didn't you do this then? Why, like, why am I finding this out via a tweet and only a tweet? Why am I finding this out via a 30 second clip on Reddit on a podcast that nobody has listened to or from your local radio station? Mm. Like that's not, you've got, you've got to be canvassing your message as a GM. And I think that a lot of, and Hastro isn't the only one, but I think a lot of uh, different franchises in the Overwatch League have struggled with canvassing a consistent, coherent message. Uh, and I think that, that that has kind of worked. I think it's I honestly worked for some really well, and I think it's worked for some actually really poorly. And I think Dallas Fuel are the ones <sighs> that are on the very, very you know, the, the low end of where they've gotten really bit in the butt by that. I th- That's the thing is I think they've tried and they've gotten bit by it. I think they've tried to make a coherent team that people can kind of always like they, they I think Dallas wanted to be the show that has all the same characters and all the same player or character actors you can show up. So you have always something to kind of tune into that has like a through line. But they were just out of date, right? Like the players didn't want to be there anymore or you know they they lost passion they lost the driver you know whatever happened i think they tried to go too long form in what feels like an industry that you kind of can't yet it it almost feels but, not short-sighted but in a way it's weird i don't know but i mean you can go long term you cannot just not go long term based on the um, I think it's really hard on the to indication. Like you can sign copy for three years. I don't right. Really I think it's it, it, you have to find outliers, and I right. think they thought they did, but it was with super old information. Right. It was like, well, we won Apex season one. These guys must be special, and I don't doubt that that conversation was had in Envy in Dallas Fuel Camp. Right. I don't know Ugh. if that was up to date enough to be like, okay, these these are still the outliers that we can sign to multi year contracts. But yeah, bite them in the butt. Yeah, that yeah did, for sure. And again, that's one of the things where it's just like that. That is something that Hasbro has to own. Yep. That was the it's sale. Also, that has to be the sale. Is we have the best Western roster by far. Nobody comes close. People are investing right. big and long term in Overwatch League. Invest big and long term in these players, and yep. Envy did, and uh, yeah. it did not go well. I mean, that's the thing. It's also a high risk, high reward play. I feel because if you actually, and I don't think the the information that they had was it was too high risk. But if that roster actually pops off, they have. Years ahead of yes. branding and b- brand recognition of every other roster in the Overwatch League, they I have a pretty sweet do. content team. They're still they top have the third. setup there. Yeah, they're a top. Like, right. Yeah. In the Overwatch I still League, think they're that a top third team. It, it's still even with a poorly performing team, just on name recognition alone and bringing in XQC and Seagull. Yep. That'll carry them for years. This will be the team that they kind of built without really touching it. I bet you if you went to Fanatics or whoever was selling them in season one, um, what was it? Uh, the good day. Oh man. Oh, it's going to drive me nuts. Anyways, they had another company that was selling jerseys season one. Um, mm-hmm. 
in the AM, between the AM, something like that, into the AM, uh, into the AM did season one jerseys. I would bet you if you like combined all those things, I bet you XQC and Siegel are still in like the top 50 jerseys ever sold in Overwatch League, even now today. today. Yeah, right. Probably. So yeah, results wise, they lost that gamble. But it's mm. still a really safe gamble just from a marketing yeah. fan base building perspective. So, mm. uh, yeah. Anyways, we did just get some breaking news. I do want to return to the fuel at some point, but we do need to talk about. Yeah, sure. The news. Uh, breaking news is the Toronto Defiant at 4.13 p.m. Eastern time on a Friday have announced that they are going to uh, be re-signing Beast or welcoming welcoming Beast back uh, for the 2021 season pending uh, league approval. Uh, so far, the confirmed Defiant roster, KDG is the head coach, Logics, and Beast. Right. Okay. So, okay. I, I understand how this looks, right? Like, Logics is not the best player in the world and uh, neither he's is not beast. bad yeah neither is he bad right it's just but the messaging of this yes that is exactly and i tell you it isn't what it looks like like i don't think this this guy is necessarily signed to be a starting main tank for the sure the fight next year right um i agree in okay walk me through that thought process what do you mean why do you think that Beast won't be a starting main tank right now? Off of what you what you can see. What I can see, I can't reason that. I'm telling okay. you that's not going to happen. Yeah. All right, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> At least from from the information um, sure. that that I have on, on yeah. this team. Um, and I'm not asking for sources. I'm just like right, right. I would bet. No, my point is, I I understand, and it's. I'm not sure if they're aware of their messaging, or if they even should care, or if they want. Like maybe I kind of took their surprise, but like, um, I don't think that's necessarily representative of the rest. Because as it looks right now, this is like if you sign Beast and I already have Logics and nobody else, this is going towards like Boston Valiant London territory of signing. Yeah, maybe uh, strategy, the, the latter right? half of those teams. Yeah. I hopefully. don't think that's what they are going to pursue. Interesting. Very bizarre. Not in a bad way, but okay. We'll have to wait and see. I don't think Beast is bad by any means. I think he could. I think it would have been weird to not see him in the league in 2021, especially with right. a lot of teams shifting more Western. Um, did not. I kind of, yeah. Kind of saw what? him going to Houston in a way, hmm. where it's like, okay, you've kind of verbally at least let on that you want to go kind of Western leaning. Guy's doing well, has done well in the past. Beast is doing well, did yeah, well in the past. Oh, like I'd say so. The past, the past, not like like Fusion the University. He's playing it in the past. I mean, he barely played. Yeah. Which be, I mean, could mean a few things. One of those things being that he didn't play well compared to his counterparts, but 
right? The look, there's a lot of duck duck goose going on, right? Sure. How big are the geese? I agree. Um, duck duck big goose yeah, is that like the no. the the connection is obviously with glitch and um, beast, right? Um, and big big goose to defiance confirmed. Got it. <laughs> no. Um, and yeah, that's that's just. Um, I think they have a known entity there because, of course, he also was on the roster before. So I don't know. I like. I understand. I also am uh, surprised by this, but not overly so. Can I? I I'm annoying because I this is the only thing I, that I bring to the show. But if I'm announcing a 2021 roster for the Toronto Defiance, who severely underperformed expe- expectations in 2020, right? I am not, even if I signed Logics and Beast the first, I am not announcing them first. I am not announcing it's, them in that order. It's not the, it's not the greatest order of operation, I'll I tell you not, straight up. But, I am not announcing it in that order. That is just dangerous. Maybe you do. just don't want to get leaked on or whatever it is. Yeah. Right? I, I would prefer that somebody leaked Beast so I don't have to announce it right now. Jesus yeah. Christ, dude. I'm sorry. Yeah, I disagree big time. Yeah, well, no. You're not I, I giving mean, people an inch. That's what you do. Jokes, Every other organization jokes take aside, note. but I don't think that it is correct to uh, announce right. a player as soon as the ink is wet. You know, like it's when you know, or announce a player when the ink is wet. Just come up with a plan. It doesn't count. It doesn't cost anything I mean, to come up with a plan to do that. For, for all we know, this is actually hugely beloved player by the player base, has sick jersey sales, and the actual I fans mean, pick it up for. Uh, I mean, for I all we know, that, far, that ice cream but I think takes, he's like, definitely. I think he has tar. stock with the fan base. <laughs> I, think, I think he's one of the better $50,000 investments Toronto Defiant can make with minimal time investment. Is that too harsh? Yeah. Is that too much? Um, yeah, it could uh, be a little, little bit, but maybe. a little filed down. But I don't think the the messaging is that undeserved. I think he again. It kind of goes back to I think if a Western team that is leaning Western wanted to pick up a main tank, I think Beast has to be in that discussion. Um, I think he's definitely up there and is doing well. Has done well. Deserves a shot. Deserves to kind of not be built around, but be included into a core uh, or, or be one of the foundational pieces to a new core that is being built. Um, if he's. It, it feels like a, a waste, not a waste of talent, but. I'd love to see him on like a Valiant. I'd love to see him on like a Houston if they do decide to go Western. Um, this all kind of opens up another question like. What's Numlock to do? Like, is he going to get another chance? Another one of those main tanks. It's like, okay, if you're going Western, you can't not look at him. Um, yeah, just just kind of weird. I'm interested to see what this roster looks like, especially with the conversation we just had. Yeah, and I'm I'm browsing the Reddit comments, and they all are already saying like, I thought KDG meant making a decent team. Like, looks like jo- Logics will have to hard yeah, carry again. I don't, yeah, just chill. I, don't, bro. I mean, I don't just think Beast is going to start. I'm so sick of. These dude, and then these roster like 
uh, okay. rumors like Kev Kev go to shock that some bum posted on DC Inside or something got one thing right, just guessed into the dark seven times. Oh my god, he hit once. Like, come on, okay. guys! I'm so sick of you. So, Jesus Christ, you energy thieves! And again, like Reddit has a one track mind. It's oh, you signed a player, so there's so let's talk about that roster as if that player is starting. Yeah. And again, this is a part, this is what's wrong with the cadence of announcements for Toronto. Again, they might come up with a bomb roster and they have Beast just kind of, you know, hanging out, warming up with the B team. That's, I think, a totally valid strategy here. He's got decent depth, semi-reliable. He didn't play super well, but he didn't have peaks and valleys in that. I think you're going to know what you're going to get from them, get from him in that. Mm-hmm. But Yiska was right. One of the first things he says is this is probably not a tank that's going to start or be a regular starter for the team. And if KDG comes in and that's their starter, then yes, I think that those comments are <laughs> funny and valid. Every single comment is like this in the thread, dude. Like, A, you're being like, uh, uh, just unfair to the kid. Because obviously a quality coach as KDG sees something in this kid. Yeah. So like there you should put some authority on that. And then like just don't overreact. There's two players signed, dude. That doesn't constitute a trend. Like you keep logics because he's, uh, he's just really good. serviceable and probably your franchise player at this point. Uh, so like, yeah, I don't know. Oh. Dude, I'm already. I, and that's check. and that's where I think me and like me and Yiska specifically are at odds because I'd love for this team to just go fully Western. Like take logics, take beast and make a Western team. That's like good. I think there's definitely pieces to to both go kind of the London Spitfire route where it's just like you can take a budget and make it work in the West. I think the, the market there is still like wide open you can still make like a playoff team with western players right now and it's for me because i'm very much like single language let's remove all the barriers yes i agree in the long term mixed rosters are probably the way to go but i don't think we're there yet just across the board i don't think we could just plug in players and just like make them work um i'd love for them just to go western and just leave it at then that. you're Coach, mediocre dude i don't think that that's necessarily all that bad Mediocre isn't a bad thing. You think? Sure, you think, but why do it? Like, if you already have a, a Korean speaking, because I don't head have coach. them. Sure, I agree. Like, that's you know, a that's pointing you in a direction, right? That's right. why I think I agree with you that the messaging is so split. Where it's like, okay, we have a Korean head coach, good coaching staff under them. Here are the players that we're announcing. It's like, okay, something doesn't add up. And I agree with you that like maybe he isn't starting, but it's like, okay. If he's not starting, then where else are we headed? Because it it doesn't I don't know, doesn't make sense yet. It it's not a bad thing. Baroy! It just There's a crossroads. Oh. Baroy! Justify yourself. Get in here. <laughs> right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. They'll learn. <laughs> they'll live, they'll learn. They won't. I'll get mad. I'll die of uh, hypertension. <laughs> the world, world goes on. Hopefully the mediocre comment, you, you get what I mean. 
you you can have a multi-year plan involving a, a, a strong but not championship winning base. I think you can build on top of it and and take it year by year. And I hope that some teams start to do that. But we'll see. Yeah, I like I, I don't want to be team. and this is again, right? When we are talking about players and what they put together and stuff, we use terms like mediocre or whatever else. Like we're not <laughs> It's kind of like I don't know. It's like a pitcher is bad in the major leagues. You go, oh yeah, he's bad. Obviously, he's way better than ninety nine point nine five percent of the field. Like, beast by so many measures is not is not a bad tank. But compared to compared to some of the to tanks, his peers. uh, in, in peers, I mean, look at look at these free agents right now that we just have mm-hmm. it from this list: Muse, Super, Bumper, Gaga, Hottie. OGE, Numlot, Yakpung, Karayan, uh, Saleri, Pokpo, Jimmy Macaroons. And like, once you get to Jimmy Macaroons, that's where I start talking about like, okay, let's make the case for Beast because for reasons. But like, you get it, like, there's, there's very competitive, there are competitive names in that, in that space. Mm. And that doesn't mean number one that he's a starting tank for that space. Uh, but, it also doesn't mean that just because these people are like uh, better uh, doesn't mean that they're the right fit for Toronto either. And Toronto mm-hmm. has been one of the few very unique teams, I think, in how they've built their rosters. Uh, yep. There's and, and I, I do like this is yeah. bias. Like I should change the Yiska interviews to Baroy interviews and put it under my camera because. I do think mm-hmm. a lot of this has to do with Baroy. I do think that a lot of their their statistical analysis, I think a lot of the numbers that they're pulling in, um, while I don't think that the process has been perfect for them, obviously, given last year's results, I think that um, Toronto has kind of shown some level of confidence and figure it out. You've got some time. And we might see, I think, a roster that I can, I think, outperforms our expectations. And if somebody is going to do that, I think it's in Toronto. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'd love them if they were going to go that route to do the multi-year. But again, maybe with the climate of the world, it's difficult to do that. COVID kind of definitely threw a wrench in anybody's plans. Maybe those plans got squashed and they have to kind of redo them. Um I I really enjoy a, a world where Roy gets to tinker with the entire roster for three years and has three years to build a deep playoff running team. And you have to start small. You start with a core, you find your core, you build on top of it and you build on top of it again. I think you can land very well um, in three years. I don't think it takes that long in this. Well, I shouldn't say it doesn't take you that long, but with a lot of work and a lot of investment, I think you can get there. And it doesn't seem like teams either want to or are so disenfranchised at the moment that they're, they find it difficult to. I don't know. It's, yeah. it's, I, I'm not, this is no critique on Toronto in the slightest. And I know that it comes across that way. It's just I don't see I can't picture where this is going. Look, just yet. I'll ju- I'll just straight up tell you they have signed bump players in my opinion. Good. Um, 
Fantastic. Calm down. Calm down. Like, real talk. Yeah. So the KDG comment isn't completely taken out of context. They have done good things, is what he's telling you. Which is good. I think that's a good thing. We'll just have to wait and see what those bomb players are, or who those bomb players are, and you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get, hopefully, another good team. Because again, looping back to Dallas, looping back to a team like Florida, which I wrote about recently, we're starting to get some absolute banger franchises. Very few teams are just bye weeks now. Yes. We'll see how the rest of the, the offseason kind of filters out, but... Yep. We're starting to get to a pretty high level of Overwatch week by week, and it's just going to be bangers. Yeah. Like the Dallas Fuel isn't just fucking sleepers anymore, right? Like they're coming out. They're signing the Element Mystic Core, who again doesn't or should not be looked at somehow poorly because of, you know, oh, well, Paris didn't want them. No, no, that's not what happened. You're not reading the room. You're not even reading the things that are out publicly. There's so many good franchises out right now and and credit to whoever's doing it, whatever, whatever puppet master is pulling these strings to finally get to where we are. I'm so excited for 2021. I there there are things that I hope change. Don't get me wrong. I always want to keep polishing this up, but there's a lot of good things coming. Yeah, a lot of good things with Dallas, a lot of good things with Florida. I I think Shanghai did. It's it's probably not going to be the case that they can hang with the top five just because like these rosters they sure. are currently forming are actually like they would have been super teams in season one. Like right. Philly's nuts, Shock is always nuts, Dallas is going to be great. I think gladiators would have to be counted to among them. We'll Certainly the justice. Like, ju- Speak of the justice. Two, like, two days after the Bisa interview. Yiska's high on the gladiators. What do you know? Yeah, I wasn't just up there. I'm just, I'm just kidding. You're... I'm just kidding. I just, yeah. I always just Good. joke about you shelling out for uh, teams that you just interview. Oh, reduce your. Credibility. I mean, it works. I definitely it definitely it, works if you... someone demonstrates <laughs> competence true. to me in an interview, which can I, I definitely. Can I ask you a, a genuine question? And you don't have to right. name any names at all. Right. Have you had okay. an interview in the Overwatch League with anybody? Yes, where you left with less confidence than you yes. walked in with. Yes. All right. Just across the board. Yeah. What percent? What percentage of those is like just one conversation, or has there been you know like three out of a hundred? Yeah. Th- no, three out of ten. Would be where I have less confidence uh, about okay. people once, yeah, or about the can same you, I had before. Can you tell us? No. Okay. That wouldn't be. I, I get it. I was trying be. to think of like, yeah. did, did anyone leave the scene or anything? Where you yeah, we're we're not. It, this feels like an episode of like, what's that thing that? Uh, uh, now I don't know the host's name, can you but describe this. It? Yeah, this is is. Like larger guy night show host that just eats disgusting things with guests. Spill your guts or fill your guts with James Corden. Oh, okay. I sure. have been and compared to James Corden multiple times. I can see it. I can see it. Can you sing? No. <laughs> but um he immediately looks like this going so like can some button help me? Here? I mean like <laughs> can no. a button sing. Yeah. <laughs> All right, T-Pain. Um, but 
Yeah, like it it happens. It happens significantly <laughs> less than you would think. Mm. Uh, I think generally the level of talent of people that work in the Overwatch League is incredibly high, and almost always like people that actually made it through several seasons are actually uh, either impressive as con artists or <laughs> impressive as um, as actual work as people. Well, yeah. So yeah, I th I think that's the general like feeling across esports as a whole is that like we're definitely getting more good people in better positions and i think you can definitely tell specifically in the overwatch league with the trajectory of multiple franchises that have just really been by weeks that we're starting to get good people in good positions at least from the outset we'll see yep. how 2021 filters out but that's things good are on the up and and i think it's also natural i mean we we know how um we we know how we we have working models of how like early esports scenes are kind of made, and they're made by the people who are in them, who maybe weren't the most qualified, uh, but who were in them early and and kind of built a base, built the right relationships, um, and you know I think now those relationships that might have brought people in earlier, I think have kind of fallen off and now we're able to actually look at track records and results and like first party um interviews with uh players and coworkers and I think that that's it's a good thing. Yeah. Just, I, yeah, I, I had to be I had to be really intentional with how I said that. <laughs> that was kind of weird. Uh okay. Do you want to go back I'll, to I'll also yeah. say there's just like sometimes you meet people where you just feel like wow, there's something going on. Like, for instance, Arnold left a strong impression on me after we had him on, on Crunch. Yep. That was just like, yes, yes. Are we are we still like on the same plane of existence? Like, <laughs> yeah. He, he, you did change smart. your uh, name in Yiscord to um, Arnold Stan for Stan. Right. a few yeah. weeks. Yeah, yeah. So um, if you're listening to this, Arnold, I'll be in your DM shortly. <laughs> right. You're going to go. Are, are you gonna go? Um, no, no, nobody's lazy today. No laziness around here. I don't have my lazy. Say, are you gonna go? Copper sixty seven all over profit right now. Or? We uh, we took the lazy radar you know out back and uh, that's gone. That's gone. So for for other reasons, other reasons. So yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we want them back soon. So start sharpening the teeth, yes, uh, Joe. That's part of it. <laughs> that's definitely part of it. The fangs ready. Um, okay. Do we, do we want to loop back to Dallas? Any, let's loop back to Dallas and then we can call it. Um, yeah, right. Any last thoughts on that? I, I think in general, in terms of like almost like a franchise history, cause I think that this has been like a big Dallas turnaround. I think that this is one of the, one of the Shanghai's of this season, one of the Paris's of this season where you're taking this, this base and you're really kind of flipping it on its head in a very, very big way, in a positive way. Right. When you look at the culture that this team has had, it's been poor to say the, you know, to say it bluntly. Um, right. When you look at some of the historic absences on this team, if we go back to Team Envious in Apex, what was the big thing that they were missing for a long time? 
Sorry, anybody anybody ahead. in chat any 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 old team envious fans recall when one of the big pieces that they were missing for a long time and a reason why they were very unsuccessful in some of the later seasons of leadership apex ape i would agree that leadership's one of them but a li- think after, a little bit more basic after internet talk i think are you talking about one. like a specific role yes like a main tank? tracer like player definitely a uh, filled by effect later Effects. on like, oh, think a little bit more basic. Envious. Not main tank? Post, I'd say. Even post. Like, I, answer, Co- the I think answer... Coco is weak, but... Yeah, not the best. I, I think mm-hmm. there's a specific lack of flex DPS. Like a, like, a true flex DPS has been consistently missing from this team for a long time. Yeah, they make a good point. Yeah, that was... Effect is good. Yeah. Effect was a great Tracer player. Could splash... You know, in mm. flex, some projectile here, some Zarya there, some Doomfist here. Could could play it, but maybe not the best at it. Tracer specialist, Tracer God, let's say, right? Hit scan, very, very good. This team for a long time has needed a flex DPS, and look at who they have on this roster now. Arguably one of the rookies from last season that if you played the entire season, could have won. Rookie of the year. You stack on top of that the culture. You stack on top of that the leadership, like Yiska said. You stack on top of work and core. How can you not fall in love with this team? How can you not? But that, I don't, there's nothing here that like draws me to that envious. Like, I I love that, yes, that old roster had a horrible That's what I'm saying. Look at the growth. And then they just, I'm not saying you should tie it to envious. I guess I don't follow. That's fine. It's not yeah. specifically tied to envious. It's the growth from that point and looking all of the historic absences and why this right roster brain, right now fills it in. It's writer's brain. He he's currently thinking of some Nordic mythical creature no. where the analogy does currently doesn't work. But if that one thing falls into place, then Teldrassil can no, once again no, be. There's no Yggdrasil. There's no you yeah. know mythology here. It's it's looking at absences in this franchise in this team as a whole across you know Overwatch history and why this on the outset seems to fill all those gaps, seems to f- check all those boxes that they haven't been able to check before, and they haven't even finished yet. I think this is a team that has it. Okay, that's a fair question, by the way, from from chat. Uh, Yiska, can you help me understand why Fielder and Rappel? Well, first off, there's of course the underlying um, connection that these guys had. Um, I think we still haven't seen Fielder on Don Ping. Um, Hope he doesn't get worse. I think generally a lot of people hold Rappel in higher regards than he was necessarily able to show in the teams that he's played in. Also, because either he was clearly the worst choice because you can't get past Twilight, um, or... Um, what, what are you talking about, guys? Uh... That would be hilarious. Okay, I, would, I, I think that was more towards John's comment of imagine if he got worse off of ping. Right. <laughs> right. Makes sense. Um, and I think he's a he's a really solid backup, and you can also divide um, roles very well. That doesn't it doesn't necessarily mean that as roles currently fall that that 
necessarily needs to be the case within the next six months, right? I think they have a lot of time to prepare. So, also, look at the meta. Look at the recent metas that we've gotten where it right. has been double flex support. You need, I think yeah. it's now becoming a, a, an important part of team building to have these deep specific positions where you need to have them because we've seen multiple instances where you have, where you don't have to have them, but it's very beneficial to have extra flex supports or it's beneficial to have extra hit scan. Right. Yeah. But man, you really need like a banger main support in this. I agree. I think there's definitely some, there's a few on the market that definitely could fit. Let's take a look at the list, shall we? Start rattling them off. I think there's All quite right. a few. Moth. That I wouldn't be mad at. Boom. Slime. Well, would be a little weird. Sl oh, come on. Toby. I'm okay Jackson with that. Jackson Repel back Paw. again. Jackson, are you kidding me? Chara. Come on. D uh, Dredro. Super Probably Rich. Fick. Neptuno. Unique. Fire. Okay with it. Mandu. Mandu for sure. Ark. Yeah. Ark. I'm not mad at Ark. Ark could fit. I think there's better. Guys, yeah. I think, if Tigot makes... I don't know <laughs> you want, that you want to go hybrid with this. I think they have yeah. firmly just like... There, there again. We oh, said the same thing with bench. Paris. Okay, we got trolled. We could got trolled. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm I'm not I, I won't pull another Paris right where it's like this should be a fully Korean roster even though that's how they're leaning they've they've done it before right I, I wouldn't be shocked would not be shocked um, but I'd love to see Jexa you know reunite with the former team I'd love to see um, Ark wasn't bad Toby wasn't bad slime super cool like there's a lot of there's a lot of room for this team to kind of fill out and be a a power ranking leader in a way. Like an A plus team. If you're looking at like S is the best, I think they they have the potential to be very, very good. Top ten for sure. Yeah. A lot of free agents in terms of DPS to fill out with. Like, ugh, Dallas is I think they're doing it right. I think this is a big turnaround season for them. They don't have a main yeah. tank though. It's true. It's true. All right. Somebody get my boy music contract. That's all I'm saying. Till he gets Muse, one. Super Bumper, Gaga, Hadi, OG, Numlock, Yakpung, Karayan, Salieri. Karayan? I've been, yeah. Pokpo and Jimmy Macaroons. <laughs> I still want to pick people's brains on J Mac. I am genuinely interested to see why there was so much like, I thought he was good. We already, like, we already talked about Fearless before, guys. It's, it is rumored. Right. Yeah. So, but it's not also final. also ties back into the element mystic. A lot of people forget. Right. Fearless yeah. is ninety percent done from the uh, well-known Overwatch League am analyst Kilvin. Just busting your chops, bro. It's okay. Um, couldn't like if you wanted to keep on the element mystic trend, couldn't you get theoretically Vesta? <laughs> you could get Vesta. You could yeah. get. I was hoping you were just going to leave that blank and let people figure that right. out. But you could. You definitely could. I think that would again slot in really well. You have Doha yeah. being like the kind of staple. You have Vesta coming in to be your your dedicated hit scan. 
already set you up for success. Yeah. I think a, a, a hit scan will also be needed. What, what do we have in the hit scan list? DMs open. Uh, DM. Oh. So these are, this is just our, our, yeah, I think uh, DM happy BQB, Dia, Nene, Onigan, Ace, Innovation, uh, uh, Sparker, uh, Stitch, Merit, Perfect. Low, dude. Ooh, you low know who's actually key. low key? You're talking about low key? Somebody needs to get my boy Merit a contract. Yeah, I Real see talk. that. Yeah. It, like, I think with a good coaching staff. He can be a, a, an absolute star in about a year. So, someone needs to juice me up what, whatever happened with Nene. Because in my mind, yeah. he was striker level. Yep. Like, I don't understand. Someone needs to help me understand. I really don't. Uh, maybe I should research that. But Good point. Sparker uh, it, turns 18 on June 10th. <laughs> Nene should have yeah. been like a, a, an absolute talent coming into the season i think his stocks are a lot lower and i don't know why by the way it's because he hasn't started i I do i just need to say this so like the list i'm pulling from right now because we haven't gotten we've got some contributors that we're going to end up like flipping between throughout the off season we don't have that right now so what we're doing is we're taking an average from yiscord so basically people in the yiska discord uh were able to fill out kind of some power rankings of who they felt were there, and then we aggregated them. Me personally, definitely not Eric and Lilac. Definitely just me. Um, we aggregated and averaged them, put them together into this list. So if you're wondering, like, why is this person so high? Why is this person so low? It's because, well, some stupid people actually ranked things too. But uh, overall, it's a it's a pretty good list of names for a yeah, top just, ten, it, even if it's not, not necessarily ordered. in your favorite order. Yeah, uh, but Don't you can be a part of that. <laughs> by going, by going to discord.me Discord. Oh. slash yiska out if you want Dallas with glister oh. dude I, real talk like oh. if if they get glister you Americans oh. will forever have a, a, a sight at the horizon pointing towards east because I will be able to be seen from space it I will arouse me this much. Brain. How is I writer brain and you're talking about a massive mountain of an erection? <laughs> he didn't have to spell it out. I was about to say something about gigantic asparagus or something. Yeah. Okay, Come on, dude. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Because your go-to in terms of punchline always involves, you know, weirdly tasting vegetables, of course. I mean, it's it's you know like I could have spun it into like you know like the what's the what's the uh, fairy tale thing with mm-hmm. the with the bean bean mm-hmm. Jack yeah. the beanstalk thing beanstalk yeah yeah and that has what to do with asparagus I could have uh, spun it around there before the you could, yeah okay. just robbed me of the ability to make this PC yeah <laughs> yes that has always been a. Uh, Motivation Yiska for the show. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Make it a PC. Yiska, Yiska and the Beanstalk. Yep. It is taking... Notice how as soon as we started talking about this, I started playing the outro music. I mean, it's a good spot. <laughs> it's a good... It's a, I think it's a like, good we're, note, right? we're done here. <laughs> this yeah. is this yep. has gone on it far enough. Uh, chat, thanks so much for hanging out. Hope you don't mind us doing a Friday episode. I can tell that all... 71 of you right now are really upset about it um thanks for hanging out for episode 146 big thank you to our patron producers 
Refine Bean, Ferdino Pin, Battle Crab, Coochie Copy, Lotion, Rex Zane, Audio Compass, Kasha 67, Sharp, Picasso, Nathan, Your Misery, Hunter Tain, Fables Even, Roger B, Owen, Chris, R3444, Horbjorn, I listen to the podcast, we'll sound the toilet and the shower thinking of Yiska and Peace Camper. Uh, if you like the show, please go to patreon.com slash tactical crouch. We bring you hours and hours of Jack and the Beanstalk references every week for free, and we're happy to do that. But if you're like, you know what? Happy holidays, Tactical Crouch. I uh, go to patreon.com slash tactical crouch. Super easy to sign up, support the show. $1, $2, $5, doesn't matter. Uh, we really appreciate everybody uh, who supports the show. Another great way to support the show is uh, to subscribe right here at twitch.tv slash kicktripod. Uh, you know what? Yiska, who do we got for new subs today? Oh, uh, you're going to do me like that now, dude? I already oh, closed the yeah. tab and everything. I can't even shift tab. Get Roger the way, Bead. See, here's, here's how I save it. I just yeah. tell people that with control shift T, you can reopen tabs if you haven't closed the tab window yet. I so you learn something. Directly, I get to segue into thanking the subs uh, and resubs. Moirey W. Uh... Okay, Golobore Overwatch and a gifted sub uh, by Alexis. Alex is red. Alexis red. Alex know. is red. <laughs> I guess it could be both. Right? Yeah, yeah. Could be Alexis red, like a pawn star that just fun follows the way we well, talk about right. being stuff. You know, back. Yeah. All right. Anywho. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> play the play the ultra, ultra louder, please. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then, uh, Joe, can you tell us who gave us five-star iTunes reviews? Uh, I sure can. Nobody. Hey, this is what it looks <laughs> and like. that's why you should, because it helps us with discoverability, and if you can't donate or sub to the Patreon, that's a free way you can help support the show. So definitely, if you want, you know, a shout-out. If you want me to say funny name, haha, funny name, put it in. Let us know. I'll say whatever. I, well, um... and within reason. <laughs> Before I, I sign my soul away. Try my best to keep Joe and Yiska on their toes. I always have my notes open. Thank you. Always. Uh, okay, maybe not in the past. Eh. Maybe not in the past. Always as in... Just close my browser window, dude. Ago? It's just being done dirty. Open in front of my face right now? I don't know. I don't know why you'd close your browser window at the end of a show. It's true. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But, was, um, then again... <laughs> you're listening Gobble to the show. A lot of things I don't make it. a lot of sense on this show. So I guess true, it's true. kind of par for the course. Uh, big thank you to everybody. Uh, again, uh, you can follow me everywhere at kicktripod. Twitch.tv slash kicktripod is where we record the show live every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And apparently whenever the f*** we feel like. Uh, so follow twitch.tv slash kicktripod. Turn on those push notifications. And uh, I always put in the in the push notification what is being streamed on this channel because some people are like john i hate you but i like the shows so i make sure to let people know that it's a show and not like me just playing tft or wow or apex or um among us or whatever so i i do i try not to do you dirty that way um and then you can also find me on youtube uh twitch.tv slash kick tripod yt nothing coming on uh this week though so nothing super exciting uh joe shout outs for the weekend and where can people find you uh all that good stuff 
Um, content coming out soon. Uh, another one of those fun feeling pieces that I'm enjoying writing. So check that out sometime soon. Um, but I will kind of hijack this. And if you have any opinions on what our game night content should be, and if you're not up to date with that, uh, I kind of am toying around with the idea of taking maybe one or two game nights out of the year and making them into watch parties for some you know fun esports content that might not necessarily be overwatch related um so if you want to you know tune into that if you want to participate if you have any suggestions opinions on that get in the discord and uh let us know and uh i'll lock these guys down to a game night sometime soon and we'll get to uh watching a movie or two right i think that's a great idea i'd love to do it yeah uh yes guy shout outs for the week where can people weekend where can people find you all that good stuff um, as always on GG Recon, I had a dope interview as I that referenced this episode with Brenda Sue. Like, if if you're a Gladiators fan and you can't kind of concern what's happening next season, I think that will most likely cure your anxieties about it because you're in good hands. Um, also, I wrote something stupid for Saturday, so look forward to that. It's another one of those crystal ball. Once. Uh, it isn't really about leaks. It's more like a conceptual piece that I try to. So I will so say that one okay, was about leaks. It's it's a no comment. It's a <laughs> <laughs> it's about uh, the four horsemen of roster build of the roster building apocalypse. Will you find a way to slide my last name into that article? Horseman. Oh, yeah, I suppose. It's pretty close, right? Are you one of the? You you would come riding in a, on a kitten though, or on Choji? Alternatively, more likely on Choji. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I don't want to do your writing for you, but that seemed really obvious right. to me. So, <laughs> I feel like I should be Fair. featured in your articles more often. Is all I'm saying. Right. right. Bo actually, both of you. I think. I mean, I be you know, we we do articles. we do mm. product reviews. Do you now? We do. Oh, I get what you're saying. <laughs> All right, chat, we're out of here. Uh, are we gonna? Are we playing a few rounds of something? We could. If there's could. people. Yeah. Uh, I think we're gonna stick around afterward. Play some games. Who knows what it's gonna be? Happy birthday, babe! Enjoy your new socks. I didn't buy her new socks. She bought herself new socks for her birthday. Uh, I don't know why, dude, but my brain, when you screamed babe, my brain was going to a different world. I was just, I was internally already terrified. We, we'll talk about it later. Yeah. <laughs> Shut it off. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm in weekend mode so badly, dude. Uh, All right. Keep going. Yep. Chat, thanks again for hanging out with us. Uh, Patreon.com slash Tactical Crouch. Uh, Twitter.com slash Tactical underscore Crouch. And uh, YouTube.com slash Tactical Crouch. We'll see you shortly after the music if you want to hang out for some games. Otherwise, we'll see you Monday probably uh, for the next one. Bye!